What's up, Leaf fans? Thank you so much for tuning in to this, the first Leaf edition of 2023, our year, the year of our Lord and Savior, Austin Matthews. Is that too weird? I'm so sorry. Anyways, guys, NA30 Network, thank you so much for downloading, tuning in, and checking this out. Uh, I'm joined by Ball Walker. We have another fun episode. The month of December was great for the Toronto Police. I also said in this podcast relatively early on that this is our eighth season. I think I'm wrong. I think it's actually only our seventh season. Um, maybe our eighth year, but seventh season doing it because it's split to you. Anyways, whatever. Outside of that, um, I hope you really enjoy this. I always love talking hockey with Ball. We have a very special Not After 30 sports episode coming out next week. Uh, I'm super amped up for that one. I leave the surprise for you guys to see in your inbox. Um, with that, Happy New Year. Thank you so much for now our seventh year doing this pod. Um, honestly, it's it's a high and low for me. I love doing this. I hate doing the work for it sometimes, but I love doing this. I love podcasting, and I love you. Thank you for listening. It really means a lot. Uh, with that being said, the Leaf game that we were watching during this recap is still going on. Leafs have tied the game five apiece. You will know when listening to this what the final result is. I'm predicting a Leaf win. Let's go! What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of your trauma beliefs? I'm Anthony Alcafe. On the line right now with my homeboy from Sports Town, Mr. Ball Walker. Ball, what's up, baby? Woo! GLG, baby, GLG. Go, Leafs, go. Let's fucking uh, go. You'll talk about it later, but you reminded me beforehand. Somebody called the uh, December uh, schedule. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, to bring it we'll, up we'll get into that. Yeah, but. Uh, Fired up. You just told me the Leafs scored right before we recorded, so everything's looking up Millhouse. Yes, I have a That's drink. That's right. All right. As per usual, Pa, uh, what do you got? Yes, Ryan Gingy? Mm-hmm. All right. You do a little play-by-play. I've got this uh, this tequila. Uh, it's a Blanco tequila. Alacran tequila. It's got a scorpion on it and a badass black matte bottle. Uh, smells delicious. Here we go. Yeah, he's pouring a shot. Mexican gold. He's hoping that the same uh, chemistry yeah. <laughs> happens my, because of my, his drinking. Yeah, my goal is that uh, this is this is um, what do they call it? A sacrifice to our to our God, Austin Matthews. Here we go. There you go. There you go. Fans' favorite <laughs> part of the show. Just oh yeah, just glizzy it back. Just move that throw. There we go. The let's shots go. And, yeah. Let's go. As a rock said at the beginning of the season, let's go Leafs. Yeah. Let's go Leafs. You sound at your best when the alcohol is just burning the throat and you're ready to go. <laughs> Ow! There we go. Bye. You Back, hit the nail on the, on the head last week when we ended last podcast. I'm sure you know because you guys are longtime listeners, but at the end of the last podcast, we took guesses at what the Leafs record would be in December. Um, I was a little overzealous and I said 10 and 2. But you nailed it, nailed it, 100 percento, three eight and one, which is a still very respectable record for the month of December. How'd you do it, my man? How did you do it? Uh, well, just being a Leaf fan for years, but honestly, just pure pure luck. Because <laughs> there's a couple games that you knew shit was going to happen. The Coyotes trap game, obviously. You and I texted about it even during the game beforehand. Afterwards, like you just almost knew that was going to be a loss. And then I just thought, okay, sprinkle a, a couple more in there. And that's how we're going to get to this record that has me absolutely nailing it and looking like a savant. So, yeah, pure genius, actually, on my part. You know, I'd have to agree. You you were uh, 100% pure genius. Um, but let's continue because we also made some other bold predictions. Uh, oh, yeah. We asked, how long will Mitch Marner's streak go for? I said 19 games. And you said that 19 game, that 19th game was against Tampa. Um, yeah. And uh, you said 27, kind of in the middle. It went 23 games. Um, we're kind yeah, of. Uh, I wanted him to go Schindler. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, good prediction on your, like, you were way more, um, way more homer about it than I was. Like 27 is a very bold prediction, but I like it. 
Yeah. Oh, as well, Austin Matthews records 500th point against Blues tonight. Just a FYI, and we had to stamp this episode. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't we didn't realize at the time Michael Bunting had a streak going as well. But uh, I was very happy to see that streak. December, the month of streaks, Leafs had a beautiful four-game winning streak, uh, broken up by a, a pair of losses. But the month of December was pretty good. Bob, how did you feel about the month of December? Uh, really positive. I mean, hard not to hate where this team's going. I'm excited beforehand every Leaf game. I mean, the boys at work are just buzzing about the game. We're talking about it. And, and more importantly, how with all the injuries and, and all the negativity that way affecting the team, how the boys responded. I mean, we had guys continuously stepping up. Obviously, the goaltending is still a huge storyline because Jack Campbell still continues to be terrible. Freddie's struggling. The fact that we're even just out of the Mrazic contract well, and yeah, that's no longer. Yeah, don't forget Mrazic. Uh, I was about, the, oh, yeah. The league joke. The league yeah, joke. Yeah, exactly. So both these guys are buzzing. I mean, Samsonov, uh, who is starting tonight, is 9-0 and at home. So I'm thinking we're going to be getting the dubs. I'm going to guarantee that right now. Let's go. Ooh, do not make me look Ooh. like a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, after nailing the month of December, uh, please don't mess up this one. Yeah, just absolutely unreal play. I mean, and that's what happened. 23, like Marner absolutely rushed the record. I love it how he's playing. And we'll get to him later. But Willie, like Snizbone, is playing out of his mind. This guy Ooh, looks like it. grown up and just tough. And, and he's getting us big goals, especially overtime winners and He's just doing it almost on his own. So the whole team's contributing. What, What's not to like about December besides, yeah, the two losses, the shitty Arizona game that you kind of knew was happening. And I always want to beat the Rangers. So losing to them sucks. Yeah, let, let's get into that a little bit too. So noticeable wins. Uh, of course, the big shutout win against Dallas. Uh, yeah. I mean, Dallas is no joke. They're going to go for a run this season. And if you don't think that you're crazy. Andre's um, a sick goalie. Like I actually like the kid. Yeah, and you and they go back to that draft year with them, Robertson, and uh, and uh, the other guy's name right now. Um, but I just got the contract. Yeah, and uh, Heikinen. Um, that might be wrong. Might be wrong. Um, the point is, Dallas is, is no joke. Tampa. You know, anytime you can beat Tampa, you know, so far uh, we're I think we're now leading the best of nine series that dates back to last year's playoffs. So go Leafs, go. Uh, as well as a big win to end the month of December and the year against Colorado. Oh, yeah, this is our first Leaf edition of 2023, making it now our eighth season. Ba, oh my, oh let's my go. Let's no go. Um, That's ridiculous. There, there are, there, there are a, oh, Sandine going off with looking like a bl- either bloody ear or maybe a nick off the temple. Can't really oh. tell what's going on. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, but let's... Any other noticeable wins in the month of December? Well, I mean, the Tampa Bay one was huge simply because they also lost at the start of the month to Tampa Bay. So you're going to come back and just answer that call. That was fantastic. Uh, Colorado. Overtime overtime loss. So you still get a point out of it, right? The loser point. But. Yeah. 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 Um, Dallas, like you said, that was a huge win. Obviously, Colorado. And then the big one for me, too, is our opponent tonight when we won in overtime against St. Louis last time. Willie scored. I mean, just the way that this team was performing at the start of the season, shootout and overtime-wise, we were not getting the points. So those are huge wins right now, especially when we're hunkering down and we look like we're going to be a bona fide, once again, top three team in this yeah, division. So I have to agree. I also want to point out the Flyers game. The Flyers, you know, have been shit all season, but yet, but yet this, you know, they didn't give up in the game uh, in a game that they should have probably lost. Um, they didn't. They didn't give up, and that was a big deal. Um, and of course, like the Calgary overtime win as well. Uh, you know, anytime you be Calgary, I'm a fan of that. So I think there was December was really a character defining uh, month, like you just kind of me- kind of mentioned. Uh, let's move, shift over to notable losses. Uh, I think the biggest one uh, over the Tampa Bay loss, would, which would, and there wasn't a ton of them. There was only three losses uh, and the overtime loss in the month. So the Arizona loss probably the the hardest one to digest. Uh, Bob, how hard did how hard did that hurt coming out? Uh, actually, not that bad. You know what? I was more frustrated, honestly, with the Capitals' loss just because it was a back-to-back loss, and I wanted them to answer. And and just Rangers just pissed me off. Um, so that one bugged me more. But then we come back with the win over the Lightning, and then the Flyers. So oh. we answer huge. Like oh. I said, I, I Sorry, wanted to. The, the Blues just scored. Giordano got. Wallpapered behind the net, and yeah. uh, Kairou just came out, popped out of front, and uh, oh no, sorry, maybe Josh Lebo, maybe Josh Lebo. Okay, fucking, we're getting live, bro. 
yeah, so live updates. Uh, I'm sure tomorrow, if tomorrow, if you're listening, it's gonna be great. But um, yeah, Sammy gets beat on a on a really a play that he should have he should have had. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Who cares about this? Keep going, my brother. I love it. I just I'm so frustrated. Like I really hope that we get another home game because Sam Sonon is like I said undefeated. So I really want them to pull through, and so I don't look like a jackass. A hundred percent. Yeah. So like I said, Arizona was expected. I wanted the win. I really did. I'm not going to deny it and be like, oh, man, whatever, because I hate this fucking storyline. Like Arizona has our number, man. Like that's just what it is. That's a a leaf thing that we've all got to accept going back to the early 2000s. It's just they have our number for whatever reason. So I want that storyline. Oh, shit. Michael Bunting (laughs) on a bouncer. Nets it. (laughs) Right, right in the game dude we're missing a fucking heater why are we recording a podcast unbelievable right you're making me miss this this is a i'm sorry you know you know what never do this i never watch a game during a pod because i would i'm my brain does not allow me to, to focus on two things at once but i'm fucking making it work <laughs> with, hate, the, with the live discussions please continue i also hate losing against arizona um can we also mention the game like did you find viewing the game very hard at mullet arena like, like Ani from Mullet Arena? Yeah, I mean, that blue tent or whatever is ridiculous. Uh, and I, the funniest part is you go on Instagram, Reddit, all these places, and these guys are like, hey, here's a minute and a half tutorial on how I can actually change that and make it look better. And it's like, so why is this professional league and professional team coming out with this product? It, it actually is. I mean, even the digital boards, as much as they piss me off, they none of that stuff's too distracting, but it is noticeable. And you don't want negativity to be noticeable a hundred percent you know on, on the the fact of digital boards like this could probably be like in our year review wrap uh the first couple of weeks were, were really bad and yeah. it's it's much better now does it mess with me a hundred percent and i also like seeing you know other other arenas and what their boards may look like and that kind of like the digital board kind of takes me out of the home or away game when i see advertisement for like leaf merch or unico pasta or something like that you know yeah i just i just love how just every every inch that the nhl takes and they're always just like yeah nothing else is going to happen and, and don't worry about it like jersey ads not going to happen helmet ads okay that's the last step no digital ads and it's like oh but by the way the salary cap it's only going up like a mil too so yeah like, yeah how how are you selling more than ever and still the cap's an issue yeah. i think it was just uh, gary bettman's in the hall of fame that's so sick what a yeah. sick so yeah, St. Louis just scored five three. St. Louis uh, eight fifteen left in the second. If you're following along at home, um, all right. So moving on. Uh, for, this is not yeah. a live show. Fuck man. <laughs> not uh, this isn't a watch along. That's right. Yeah, and who would watch along? You you know what? If anything, what I really want is uh, Joe Bowen back on my on my couch so that I don't have to hear some of these ding dongs. This podcast now is if we lose this game, they're gonna be listening to it and be like, "Why do I have to relive this fucking?" Yeah. Loss? <laughs> Okay, so uh, let's talk about Nylander, uh, Mr. 88. Tonight scores his 22nd goal. Who knows, by the time this podcast might be over, might be over, might have third. The man is swinging a hot stick, and December was no joke for him. Keeping, he leads the team now in goals, and I don't know, like you said earlier, this is kind of like grown man Nylander, and I love it. I This is a guy who who we always had, uh, but never was re- never really showed up to the game, is now at the game, and kicking ass. Let's go. Yeah, definitely. I mean, going into tonight, 42 points, sick. First Leaf this season to get over 20 goals. I mean, Willie looks like a grown man out there. Like, he's definitely grown up. I mean, yeah, there there are still the frustrations. We've we've mentioned this before. Like, Willie is who he is at this point. And he's actually stepped it up a level. Like, it's really, really sick about uh, Mitch with the 23 games. And he's playing lights out. And there's <clears throat> other guys we'll mention that are playing lights out. But Willie right now might be one of like the top three like leaf mvp of the season like he's playing that sick he's obviously a leader in the locker room yes it's pretty obvious unless a salary cap goes out he might be playing his way out of toronto but there's also that in me that willie is such a laid back like loves these guys like he might just stay in to I'm not saying it like I would I would love to have Willie back as long as we can like as soon as Matthew signs his contract if that happens that, and everybody listening agrees like that's all that matters. I just need Matthew to start, sign that long term contract and I don't give a fuck. 
Did you see that report that came out probably about a week ago saying that oh, the Leafs aren't jumping to offer Austin Matthews, whatever, the eight year at 15, 15, a season like that? Like they're not going to jump to that? Like, uh, okay. Like okay. Kind, of, kind of a weird um, like report, but if yeah. you... Yeah. Okay. So, so what they're gonna offer him uh, fourteen and a half? Like, like the salary cap's not going up all that much when his contract is actually up. I guess they can't start negotiating until this summer because his contract. Yeah, but ends still, as day day one that you can do contract. I'm going here's ten year, fifteen mil. Here's a bunch of Ford dealerships on the Danforth. Like, you're gonna <laughs> ton of shawarma places. Like, you're gonna be the king of TO. Don't even worry about it. He gets yeah. everything if he's not already. And Beebs yeah. will perform at every birthday you want him at. So. That guy is trying to apparently sell his whole fortune and just ride off in the sunset. So he just wants to enjoy the Leafs because he knows what's going on. He's going to try to buy the Leafs. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. He's going to bring back um, Brian McCabe like he always wanted and go from there. You know what always bothers me about Willie is his fucking helmet. How it's like is forward a bit. (laughs) Like how it's just kind of sitting on his hair. Do you know what I mean? It's just a little bit. Yeah, forward. Do you know totally what I'm talking that, about? The guy's that got a, a, a very full head of hair. And <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. unless he shaves his head, that helmet ain't fitting right. And as someone who has like a size uh, seven and a half melon, uh, when the hair gets just a little bit thick, you got to adjust everything. everything. So helmets, you got to go from fitted to, uh, you know, strap backs. Like you can't, it's just, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough when you got a big melon. And really might have the biggest. Yeah, with that flow. This is yeah, the hard-hitting but... stats you're going to get, people. <laughs> this is the real journalism that you expect from the Not After 30 Network. Yeah. Um, but I'm but I'm loving Elander's play. It's hard not to. So, prop bet. Could you see Willie at 22 goals right now? We're, what, um, 50 games into the season? Not even 50 games into the season. Um, do you see Willie getting, you know, to the 40 or, dare I say, 45 marker? Man, I, I, I really don't want to doubt Willie. It's like I'm praising him right now. All the praise towards Willie. I, I think he could do it, but I'm going to say no. I'm going to say like 37, 38. If he stays on the same trajectory, really good. I, I almost want to say 35. Like I could see him. But I mean, he's already at 21 before tonight. So yeah, we're at 37 games. So why, why the hell not? But but I'll, I'll take the under on your 40 bet. I'll do 38. 38 and a half. That's my final off. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he's like, I think it's been, it's been now what, two months, two months, uh, three months into the season. And he's already like, he hasn't really changed his play. Much. Like, it's not like he's going to like huge lulls. He's, he's been pretty solid all, all season. I can really see him getting, I think he might get like, um, I don't want to say John Tavares 47 close, but I think he's going to be, High 38s, maybe even like I maybe say 41 or yeah, I'm gonna say he maxes out at 41 in the season. I, I can, I feel like he can go there. I love to hear that. So, yeah, okay, wow, over 40 for Willie. This is the contract year for him, right? I think it's, I think it's next year. I think it's him, I, I know Matthews, him, has Matthews one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think they're both, and and yeah, I think, I think what they what they try to do is try to. And all their major contracts at that point to then offer Matthews the max amount of money. Mm-hmm. So, but um, uh, funny too how the tra- how the talks have just completely dwindled from Willie just being kind of the odd man out, probably going to get traded. Do we put him in a massive package where it's now just like Willie stepped up? He's definitely part of the core. The guys love him. Complete narrative change in Toronto. No, no real shit talking so far as I've seen. Yeah, I have to agree. I think, oh, Leafs just score. Hey, <laughs> Matthews, 5-23 left in, in the second. Uh, again, this is why you tune in for stuff that already happened. He's teasing me now, folks. I can't, I can't, I can't help it, my man. I can't help it. So it's just uh, 31, 37 games on the season. Uh, I don't think my math is that good. Let's just, let's just do a quick little 82. I want him to do this. 45 games left 45 yeah. games left for William Nylander to score another you want you want him yeah. to score 20 I, I said 41 you uh, 20 he's at 22 yeah, he's right at, now you need 19 20, more 20. goals in yeah. 45 games I think that's both a goal every other game Matthew you, you're making it sound pretty reasonable like I, I just think you can do it yeah okay you're okay. gonna say you're gonna say 41 I'm gonna say 41 I won't change it. I already said 30 and a half, but I, 
the way you break it down, yeah, he definitely could get to 40 the way he's playing. And, and if they keep performing as well, we'll get it into into it a bit later that hopefully with the injuries guys coming back, they continue to mesh. But he's on a solid pace. And apparently there's some trade rumors that we're going to be going for a big forward. So who knows? It might be somebody being added to the second line or someone being moved up. I mean, I'm so curious to see what they do at the trade deadline. I mean, you know, you kind of got me on this Ryan O'Reilly Riley train. And after he sniped that beauty goal against the Leafs uh, in their first meeting this, uh, I guess, a couple weeks ago, um, a shot like that is super sexy. Uh, it just brought tingles uh, in my jingles. So I'm happy if he, we can get. I just I don't know what it's going to cost to get Ryan. O'Reilly. He's out. He's out six weeks. Eh? He's not playing tonight. Uh, you know, but you could trade. You can trade for an injured player, can't you? Yeah, I just. I definitely don't want to give up too much. I'm not, I don't know what the package would be. I definitely don't want to give away a first or anything for a guy like O'Reilly. Like maybe we have to give up Robertson or somebody, but he's been on a little bit of decline. He he brings that grit, someone we need. I've definitely been saying we, that's the type of guy that we need to bring in. But yeah, definitely I, coming I, off the six weeks and everything. I, I don't want to, he's like a minus 28 this season. I, I don't want to overpay too much. I, I just don't want him to be a hybrid of Wayne Simmons slash Nick Felino if when he shows up. You know, you give you're you're gonna give up your first for him, and then you know you know he's hurt or whatever. You know, coming off an injury, maybe not likely, but also he probably he's probably gonna want to play super hard because he probably was always wanted to be a Leaf like everybody else. All right, let's. Well, my you. my dad, my dad, who's like a just a cult following Leaf fan who just holds grudges against everybody, he still tells me to this day he remembers. O'Reilly talking shit while he was in Buffalo. <laughs> he doesn't forgive him for that. So maybe we don't. And, want and I think that's what I, I think that's what a lot of Leaf fans will be like yeah. if he was to show up in Toronto. But like, hey, do you still remember? Like, do you remember this when you were in shit town Buffalo? Please explain yourself. Yeah, that was a different career for him. Yeah, totally. That was pre Stanley Cup. So you'd say anything at that, at that point. All right, shift, yeah. shifting gear. Well, goaltending. It's been kind of weird. I gotta say this. Gotta get off my chest. I'm happy with the goaltending situation. I, I it has dipped a little bit, and I think it was coming off that four-game rest from um, the holidays. But I think the goaltending situation is dipping currently. Bah, how do you feel about the goaltending right now? Yeah, but are you saying that like you're starting to get worried about our goaltending? Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly where where I'm going with it. I really feel like currently. The Leafs are holding. I, I, this, I feel like this is, um, you know, I don't like uh, February Jack Campbell right now. That's what I'm. I guess because we're kind of close, and you know, like we, we, we had, we got sold on Campbell last year and and the first month of the season. Now I don't think Murray Samsonov are as generally as bad as um, <laughs> Campbell, Campbell is, but. I th- what I think is I think they're slipping a little bit, and I think the team played so well when like they had all those D guys out that something was going to give, and I think that def- uh, that the goaltending, even though the goaltender goaltender didn't like shower with shots, like the Leafs have been doing the showering when it came to the, the shots. I just feel like the goaltending isn't as sharp as it was, considering these guys are a tandem starting goaltender, um, and they don't look sharp. Uh, I thought Murray kind of looked a little bit soft and, and especially giving up the first goal in like the last three or four games or whatever it has been you know i feel like the goaltending is slipping do you feel the same way am i overreacting was i watching the wrong games i don't know um i wouldn't say necessarily overreacting maybe maybe just a bit premature okay yeah fair. i i'm not going to disagree with you that a little bit of it is slipping but you've also hit a couple of points a Two goaltenders that were coming off injury-ridden time to show I can still have a career come to the Toronto Maple Leafs while we're injury-ridden and lead us to a historic month of November. One of, if not the best, months of hockey, stat-wise, record-wise, that we've had in our 100-plus year history. So did I think that they were going to keep that up? Absolutely not. So you're right. It's a bit. And, and honestly, the reason that I didn't have any duds last episode and I've been kind of praising the last few months is the team's been playing so well that you just kind of have to give them that breathing space after all the bullshit we've been through. So you said about the defense. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent agree. The way the guys play in front of these goalies is helping out a lot. Now back to Jack Campbell. Campbell, I am not forgetting the 
some great playoff moments he had, some huge games, some big months. But the personal dip that Jack Campbell took play-wise is different than these guys. Yeah, yeah, Com- you're you're 100% right in that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. combined with the better defensive play, better defensive system and the forwards who get all my praise for fucking back checking this year, I think it's a completely different scenario and like I said, maybe I mean, the jury's still out because I I would have said before they may not reach the highs of Jack Campbell. I actually think they can, but the, the so far they've shown they ha- they're not reaching that personal low that Jack Campbell could get to where he would personally lose us games. Yeah, they're giving up weak goals, but it's not like Murray is letting in three goals in the first period, and we've got Shalgren as backup, and we're just like, okay, well, fuck, what else is on, like? Do you think the goaltending has stolen any games for the Leafs this season? I mean, I have to go back and look, but definitely like one or two, like there's been some big moments, but that's what I, but that even almost goes back to my point at the beginning of the season, which I was harping to you, which is just the consistency. That was my problem with Campbell. And what I was just saying, the highs and lows, the valleys and peaks were too much for where we are as a team. And to have just guys kind of, middle above average of the pack just making consistent 30 to 40 save games and we're able to squeak out two one wins four two empty netters three ones like these are massive so while i don't think maybe they haven't won us single-handedly as many games as some of freddie and, and campbell have in the past i think that they definitely haven't lost us the games that the other guys have so far okay let me put this out there as well when when we go back and look at that Arizona loss loss, Arizona yes. had one shot in the first period, one goal. I'm I'm almost almost positive it was uh, Murray and Nett. Do yep. you think you know they that one shot ends up being a save? Do you think it's a dynamically different game game? That second period, the Leafs came out and smashed the Coyotes, um, um, and it was due to goaltending. Although Murray did make some saves. Uh, and then they did lose a game in the third, but I feel like if they had, if they were, if the Leafs had that goaltending, because again, like this is like, I think the third game in a row or fourth game in a row where they let the first goal in the game again, this was an issue at the beginning of the season. They seem to have tied it off most of the season. And then just recently it's reared its head again. Uh, you know, it's an old Babcock. If I could do a Babco- Babcock impression, I would. But it's about starting on time, and it looks like the goaltending is faulting them early in the game. And maybe late in the game, too. I don't know. I'm just... So not a great game. Yeah, for sure. Yarnk Rock, Holmberg, and Kerfoot were the three scores for the Leafs that game. Okay? Against Arizona and Coyotes, who have our number. Where was the rest of the team? Yeah, I agree with you. The two late goals definitely sewered us in that game. But I mean, like Nick Bukestad not having a good season. Who else? McBain, Jacob Chikrin, a defenseman. Like the yeah, Coyotes, but- the Coyotes goaltender had 29 saves. Why was that guy not having 42 saves this game? You, it, like you can swallow the loss a bit better. Like, but you, yeah, you're right about those individual goals. They were definitely some shit goals. But I mean, we're did, also did talking about having like 55 three shots losses. in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So I I blame, I, I completely, honestly, man, with that Arizona game, I completely blame the rest of the team and especially the big guys to show up and especially, uh, number 34 individual disappointing performance in a game. That's one of those games where buddy, you're netting a hattie. So these university girls are going nuts. Yeah. I mean, if he's into that kind of thing, but also like (laughs) you, you got to imagine that. Sure. The, you know, I know that the arena only has 5,000 people in it, but I'm going to imagine. Yeah, I'm, I'm he, that AM34 has enough sway to be like, sure, cousins and uh, childhood friends and my old Bantam hockey team, like or whatever the fuck they have in the States. Like, I'm sure you guys all want to come to the game. Let me set you up. I can fit uh, 23 of you in because uh, that's all that's available. So, yeah. I, you know, you expect him to play and maybe the pressure was just a little too much. I guess I, I guess it's his first game at Mullet Arena. And if that's a thing. So I, I, I don't know what I don't know why that faltered so much. Just going back to like how I feel about the goaltending, I just don't. I feel like I've lost some confidence in the goaltending, and it breaks my heart to say that because I think I've been the biggest cheerleader for this tandem to start the season. And again, it's not like we're fucking we're splitting hairs on this. 
it's just one of those feelings. That's all I got. No, no. And, and, and little props to you in saying that. And while I agree with you and it's maybe it's recency bias hitting both of us, but that's all you can really go off at this point during the NHL seasons is hmm. yeah, the Colorado game, Arizona game, uh, the other couple losses, I think even the Philly game, they are giving up the first goal again. And that is something that is in the least recent history in the last few years that can absolutely not come back. Now, this team is in a way better spot, like we're talking about, to come back, tie up the game, and then take the lead, and they can defend it. Yeah, absolutely, we're a stronger team. But if that keeps happening, that is very worrisome because that might even be a system error. Like, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I, I On that note, actually, you just jogged my memory. I, I wanted to compliment, compliment the league on the style of hockey they're playing. Um, the cycle game is really unparalleled. It's hard. It's hard to even think of too many teams outside uh, out of like the top tier teams like Colorado, who aren't really doing this right now. But Boston does it really well. Tampa does it maybe the best out of everybody, which is the cycle game. Like they have been the Leafs. The Leafs team has been great. The Leafs defensive breakouts have been great. Everybody's been stepping up and playing really, really nice, systematic hockey. But I think there's something, some truth in what you just said. So that being said. When we're looking at an eight, eight, three, and one December, um, where you you played played Tampa twice, uh, you played the defending Stanley Cup champions, you had some big games, you played the mean Desert Dogs. Uh, I think I think the team did really well, and that, I guess that's what we're trying. To, I'm trying to focus on is that we're nitpicking, picking, and the majority of everything has been fantastic. Yes. Okay. Do you want to? Do you want to do some? Do you want to do some bold January predictions? Do you want to get into some mama, some mama walks, or do you want to get into studs and duds? Um, no, we. I, I kind of knew you were going to want to do a little January quick prediction, so we can do that. All right. So January, uh, we have fourteen games, which is a ton of games. So lots yeah. of hockey to go. Almost every other night, uh, you yeah. got ten home games, home game, four away. Some uh, keynote ones: the red hot Seattle Kraken, uh, the always interesting matchup against the Detroit Red Wings. Um, you have a, a Nashville. You actually have uh, two Detroit games. You have a game against Boston, Florida, Wienerpeg, uh, back-to-backs against New York, uh, Ottawa to end the month, and Washington to end the, the month on the 29th there. Um, where'd you come from? Where'd you go? What do you think? Big, big games that I want to win, obviously. If you are a fan of this show, fuck Bruins, fuck the Jets, and the Canadians, and the Sens. That's got to be four wins. I don't give a shit. And yeah, we're talking about the Bruins. The Bruins are sick. There's, I, I can't be a hater about that. They're playing lights out and they scare the shit out of me. That's just going to be said. Going into this month, looking at it, like you said, uh, I'm hoping they stay consistent. I'm hoping for a 10 and four on the month. Ooh, a 10 and four would be nice. Yeah. That, um, I almost want to say nine and five, but I'm going to be positive. I want 10 and four and that's willing it into existence because I just named bare minimum four games. I want all dubs in like, and I could see the typical leaf fashion. Like either we come back tonight and win and possibly lose to Seattle next game, which is some bullshit. Maybe lose one of the red wings games. And then nah, like, bro, we yeah. can, we can like looking at all these Islanders, Sens, caps, Canadians, jets, like nah, we can, the Bruins, it, it, yeah, the Bruins are giving like, me worry. Otherwise everybody else can fuck off. Uh, yeah, because I, I think when it went when stretch of Bo- you have Boston, Florida, Winnipeg, like three in a row, back to backs, um, and and like that's a motherfucker. Like those are three tough games, and not to mention, you have Detroit before that, which should shouldn't be all that bad, but they're gonna work you hard. Fine, follow that with Boston. They're gonna work you hard. Florida, I don't know. I don't really understand what Panthers team you're going to get because there's. I tried to watch one of the games the other night. Like Kachuk was having a game and a half, and I just trash. You know what? I but I can't figure out. I I think it's a chemistry thing. I think that you know them in Calgary are dealing with with makeovers in the off season, and they're trying to figure out their identity. I think they're going to be a second half team. That being said, you, you I don't know what Florida team you're going to get. Winnipeg's been on fire since the Leafs kicked their ass. And then you have Montreal, who's always going to fuck you. So, I mean, there's like five games there that are all motherfuckers. So I, you can go, I, I don't think four and one or five and oh, I think you might get two or three wins out of that and and try to be happy with that because it's those are beaters. And these aren't even like big stretches of games. You have uh, one game in between here. You have two games or days in between here. It, they're basically um, within seven days. 
Uh, uh, sorry, that's not right. Well, between nine games, you have those six games. One, two, nine days, three, six four, games. Four, yeah. Six. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's a lot. So, I, I'm sure you're going to have, like, a lot of rotating. You know, Simmons might find himself a game in there. Uh, Clifford might find a game in there. I think maybe some guys against Boston you might want to throw in some big guys just to throw the body around. Winnipeg, they're going to need some size in that game. So, I don't know. Uh, so, I so you sorry, you said, uh, I'm sorry, you said 10 and 4? Yeah, so, and also to the Panthers. They obviously, they're so dumb for breaking up that chemistry and bringing in Kachuk, who's a complete duster. And then you don't even ride the coattails of the interim coach who has immediate success. You go with Paul, Marie, uh, Paul Maurice, who has a way more like, not laid back system, but it's not as aggressive as the Panthers were playing last year, combined with their shitty goaltending. That's who you're going to get. The biggest game of the month is the Montreal game. I refuse to let this start turning into an absolute friggin' like just circus sideshow since the playoffs where they have our number, where Montreal has our number. That's got to stop. I want that yeah. win more than anything. And I hate Ottawa. I hate Boston, but I want that Montreal win. Yeah, I, I think there there's some big games. Like I think you have to win the Boston game because it's Boston, and you need to make up like they have like ten points on you, which on you, which you need to make up ground. That's the bottom line. You're right. Winnipeg will be a tough game too. As much as I hate Wait, Winnipeg, you got to. And they've been props. on fire. They've been on yeah, fire, yeah. and they love to pound. On the, I mean, like listen, let's be honest. Everyone is everybody likes the Leafs. Why wouldn't you want to pound on the best ass in the league? But <laughs> that doesn't matter. The bottom line is. Like they need to beat Winnipeg because Winnipeg is a strong team, and you need that. You need that. Ha- you need that to happen. Seattle, like let's not overlook Seattle. Seattle is having an amazing season. Consider shit start to the season. Philly took them to the brink last game. Like there, like Nashville might be the only. I don't even want to call Nashville a throw-in because Nashville may not be a throw-in. I think that every game that they play in the month of January, the the more I look at it, the more I I said the Detroit games. I think every other game is a big test. And for banging on my duster. But I think Philly's going to be tough to play against uh, because they, they were last time. And I don't know, maybe they have like a bug. I don't know. And I mean, so what, what are you saying? Seven and seven? What the hell's your record? Okay, so sorry. I'm saying nine wins, two losses, three overtime losses. Well, I you're think I'm breaking I think, it down like that. Oh, coming from the guy who did it last week, month. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing that because I can't. Because th- that net of games, that Boston, Florida, Winnipeg, maybe even Montreal, Montreal. One of the one or two of those games are going overtime. Definitely, definitely at least yeah. one overtime. All right, let, let, let's move over to uh, the second most popular segment on the show, studs and duds. And if you don't know studs, studs, players we really admire over the last month, and duds be the boys that be doing the bads. Ball, where do you want to start with this? Uh, I'm actually going to give a shout-out to a guy who hasn't been getting any praise and a little bit of uh, dudness towards us before I, I turned that all off last month and said no duds. So this guy, he's going to get some stud praise. That's Alex Kerfoot. He has started playing way better. And you know what? This guy is supposed to be that third line center, kind of that little engine that could small production value. He got that two goal game that brought him up to four total on the season. And he's just kept working and working and working. Like, I mean, the bottom uh, six guys back check like crazy. You know how much I couldn't stand Angval. I almost want to give him a stud, but I'm not going to. But the speedy uh, giraffe. Yeah, the whole line, the way that they're meshing together with their chemistry, the speed works. It's like, like I said, he doesn't need to be throwing hits, but like use the body against the board, shoulder guys off, help out, be the second man in without getting a penalty. Like just these small things that help you offensively. And then they always usually get it back to the defense. Guy goes in front of the net or they go around the net and like it's just money right now. So Kerfoot, you haven't had the best season stud wise. You're getting it this month stud. I, I, you know what? I'm glad, I'm glad you started there. Um, I have him, I have him as well, but I also, I put him in a category. It's kind of weird, but Camfoot and, uh, Yarn Crook, I, and Yarn Crook was injured for half the month, but these guys are kind of the, all the same type of player in my mind where you're the bottom six guy, even though Yarn Crook is playing on the second line and doing a great job, but these guys are all guys who are jumping on the four check and and makeovers happen and yeah they don't always finish as strong as you'd hope but they're still very good at what they're doing uh i put all those guys into one big dud um so yeah happy that you, that you got Kerfoot some love uh same as well even though i put him in the duds from last month um 
December, he definitely turned it on and happy that happy to see it because, yeah, you know, I think he needed it bad. Who really? else do you got in, in the stud category? Hey, you want me going again? Okay. Uh, this guy, I am just absolutely loving and I gave him praise. And even last year, you can wanted me to compare him with another guy based on their age. And I took this guy and said, I think he's gonna be doing great things. Lily pad, Timothy Lilligren. Wow. Okay. And this guy is up there in a lot of defensive categories in the NHL and he is looking good. He is getting power play minutes. He is getting important minutes. And I mean, he's working it out there for such a young guy. And more importantly, I always had the eye test on him when I used to go to a ton of Marley games, when him, Mason, Marchment, that's why I always praised Marchment when they were on the team. I, I don't know. I just enjoy watching Timothy play. And he's one of those guys, <laughs> I go back to just when I'm around the water cooler at work, who we're buzzing about and praising <laughs> that, that he's one of the guys like we just love Lilypad. And he's, he just looks so solid and it's such a. A guy that you think is just maybe only small, offensively minded, gifted. He does a lot of great back checking. Yeah, there are some issues, obviously, but he's pre- he's pretty good in our zone along the boards, trying to get it out over the blue line, which I'm always a fan of. You know, I, I like I like Lily Grin as well. Uh, I think it's a good pick. Um, I haven't been in love with his his overall uh, play uh, this month, at least. I, I felt like he was a little bit weak on some things, but I think overall, overall, I think you're nailing it. Uh, let me shift over to my stud. Uh, we talked about him a lot. I'm not going to say too much about him. I just think Big Willie Styles is moving right now, and I got to give him praise because he, fi- he, in previous seasons, he's found himself on the other side of this, and that's okay because right now he's on the top in the studs, and that's what I need. So yep. just know where you is because we happy you there. <laughs> yeah. Fuck man, everything's hitting me right, hitting me right now. Ready to go. Let's I love go. it. <laughs> yeah, the boys are buzzing, the beers, tequila's buzzing, El Jefe's buzzing. Let's go. Also, okay, sorry. I I want to throw in I want to throw in um my next guy. I was going to go Mitch Marner because obviously he's streak and everything else. I'm going to bypass that because I think Marner got a lot of love already. Shout out TC. That's right, Connor Timmins because being thrown into a new, into a new, and not only a new team, but we're talking like the Toronto Maple Leafs, center of the hockey universe, with a depleted defense and just getting thrown into the fire. I've been really impressed with this guy. And I'm going to be so bold to say that if he can keep moving up the ladder, this guy should and could be a top defenseman on this team. I like his play a lot. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I I love the trade. He was definitely one of the big body guys that I like. I mean, even though he's sitting tonight, it's not because he did anything wrong. It's because Sandine's back in the lineup, and Sandine's been so sick even after that rough start, which is such a good problem to have. It's we have too many good players playing well right now. And and honestly, he like he left today's game with with what looked like an injury to his ear. Um, so I don't know what's going to exact exactly with him. But the bottom line is. You got TC waiting in the rafters. Let's go. You know, like, you know, it's all good. So I'm kind of excited to see where, where that goes. But who else do you have for the studs? I'm going to throw you for a wrench. Let's go. Let me guess. Can I guess? AM 34. Oh, okay. Okay. AM 34. Okay. Score highlight on my phone. The fastest player in Leafs history to 500 points. This guy may have been into another category in a few minutes for another guy. But I'm telling you right now, he's starting to heat things up. He's starting to play well. I see guys that were criticizing him because he wasn't uh, getting the same point production. He was at, I think, at the new year, he was on pace for 18 goals. Last year, he was on pace for 2022. 20, so pretty close. He's gotten better face-off percentage-wise. His back-checking is there just like the entire team. They were dealing with injuries, and they came together. I'm not the biggest fan of the five offense on the power play, but AM is an absolute stud. And just for that tally alone, he's getting my last stud pick of the month. Beep, beep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Those be the studs. Let's look at the duds. Duds yeah. are usually dudes that aren't really doing that well. Um, um, I'm going to start off because I don't have I don't have a really long list, my man. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm only going to mention the same thing that I had mentioned already in the pod. So I'll make it really quick is the goaltending giving up that giving up that first one. What I feel is a loss of confidence from me to them. Uh, I just I feel like their plays a touch shaky or maybe they're just a touch comfortable with this new like when you play once a week, maybe twice a week, maybe you lose a little that that mojo that flow and maybe they'll figure it out. Maybe they won't. But their goaltending 
it's it's so it's so minimal dotage. You know, it's not even like it shouldn't even be a real deal. It is. I had to pick somebody. You already took ALS. That's a good one. Um, outside of that, I, I everything else seems looking and feeling good. So it's hard to pick. Ba, who you got for duds? Yeah, man. Uh, honestly, same boat as you. Like pretty hard. And I just want to keep the positive train going. Like I said, after being down so while, and what we've had to deal through. So uh, only one guy on the list. Um, and that's about it. And this guy, Wes McCauley, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Who do you think you are touching like that? How <laughs> dare you, you former scrub player, put your hands on our Toronto hero who's going to sign eight years for like four mil, three mil, and just absolute legend. He'll never be. But you, you try game. hard. Who do you think you are? And actually... Thank you, Wes, because I'm just going to spiral this out quickly into a classic Bob tangent. Refereeing is a fucking joke around the world. Folks, I know nobody wants to talk about COVID and the pandemic, but we've got a fucking epidemic on our hands. And it's refereeing, folks. It's a travesty from soccer, hockey, football, baseball. These clowns have no idea what they're doing. But, Bob, it's a hard position. I mean... What are they supposed to do? Know the rules? Be paid a large salary? Uh, yeah, that's the benefits of the job. Learn the rules. If you don't like it, guess what? Come get a job like the rest of us folks. This is insane. But Wes McCall, you're getting the brunt of it. So yeah, that of the that of month. That's true. Some things never change. Referee, I mean, come on. I mean, come on. You know, and it's so wild too. Like, I think that they said something like, it, uh, "Referee hasn't been publicly publicly fined over thirty years." Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, finding the Leafs though for traveling a bit early. Oh my god, we haven't even touched on that. Sent, yeah, or keep getting fined for you know nobody. This mobster union we call the referees, where you can't Turn even say into anything. A tomato. Yeah, Turn into a tomato. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know we didn't even touch on it. Let's just talk. Uh, let's call that one of our. That's dads. the I'll other dud. That. Yeah, yeah, that that traveling bullshit. Like I get it. You know, the holidays allow players to to some with their family and i can't remember who said it it might have been mike johnson I'm, i can't remember it now but they checked with the team like the leafs checked with the players hey you guys want to do this if you guys don't want to do that's cool all the players said yeah which was one solid conclusion they had already spent too much time with their family and ready to get back to work i totally understand i totally get it um but i think it's also like one of these things i think it was jeff merrick now that i think about it said that this is the maple leafs saying to their players like we gonna fuck them all. We gonna fuck them all. They hate us because they ain't us. The Leafs are yeah. gonna get rowdy. They're gonna pay every single fine. I guarantee you that money isn't coming out of Sheldon Keefe's wife's purse one bit because the Leafs are gonna take that. They're gonna 25G, no problem. We made that in concessions last night. Here you go. Bam. They're gonna oh, pay all that stuff like off. One, that's one concession. That That's one that's guy's true. beer order at this point. <laughs> that's exactly correct. Bro, I, I this think is, this is one of the few fine. This is like where it's like, okay, we're rich. This is where rich comes in handy. And who yes, gives us? Yeah. You know what? That's the name of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. When rich comes in handy, but you know, who's to blame the NHL and their scheduling newsflash. Why is any team playing their first game after the holidays? Anywhere that's not remotely close, at least like a small plane ride or bus ride away, like Arizona or wherever we have to play. Like, why are we not playing the Sabres or Ottawa or Montreal or New York or someone like that? Austin or Philly? Matthews is from Arizona. He I get that. <laughs> yeah, but, but he couldn't even last... be there before. That's a yeah, crazy. He plays thing. as a Leaf player, so I'm going to assume he probably has at least an apartment in Toronto, probably a life here since he lives here for the majority of the month. So it makes sense. I'm just saying, if you're going to fine us for this, you pussies, it's your fault for <laughs> you scheduling. Pussies, <laughs> you fucking pussies, you fucking pussies. Fuck your mother. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have a Mama Walks take for us? I know I didn't ask you in advance, but I'm sure you do. Yeah, definitely Mama Walks take. And folks, this is just kind of what I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. But she constantly texts me and knows that it bothers me, so she does it now because she knows. Oh, any news on Tessa's boyfriend? On Tessa Virtue's boyfriend? Oh, any news? Well, now, folks, congratulations. Captain Mo is engaged. Morgan Riley to Tessa Virtue, the figure skater. Really? The gold medalist? Yeah. So now, because of that, 
Morgan Riley is not only going to have the best season of his career because he's engaged and excited that it's going to propel the Leafs to the Stanley cup because they're so excited for their friend to get married. This folks remember is a mom take. I want everybody to remember that this is a mom take. Okay. But she texts me every time, dude, any news about the Leafs, uh, like Marner is magic mitt. Yep. And, Morgan is Tessa's boyfriend, and she oh, always does it to wow. piss the shit. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know the longest running leaf. Yeah, he's been here yeah. for over ten years. Yeah, oh, she loves Mo. Boyfriend. She loves Mo, but she loves figure skating, and she yeah. thinks it's such a such a cute storyline. Why is why is every leaf player just not dating some like amazing Canadian actress <laughs> or figure skater or who you know hockey player? Um, I, you know what? It's so funny. I I can't think of any other like top. Oh. Christy St. Clair, can she date one of the Leafs? Is she, she, into, she into the Leafs? <laughs> I don't know. That's a question for another Okay, anyway, That's a monster that's question. Right. That's a monster yeah. question. Fuck me, right? <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, fuck me. Oh, okay, Bob, let's wrap this sucker off. Well, the third period's just starting. I got to get you back to this game so we can text back and forth. The board the Leafs came back from behind. Oh, yep. it's getting chippy. Braden Shen just giving Austin Matthews a little, little shit action. Sweet shit hey. music. Hey, yo. All right, let's go. Let's, let's wrap this sucker off. But anything else you want to cap off on this Leaf recap? Yeah, just always a blast. Excited to talk Leafs with you. Uh, folks, tomorrow night, Canada gold medal game. Like, let's go. The World Juniors. Let's go. Connor Bedard's fucked. I know we're not going to just get into it, really, because this is not like a general hockey pod, but but that kid's a stud. Like, holy shit, is he good, El Jefe? Can you know? I do not want that kid to go to Montreal or Vancouver. Seriously. Yeah, I don't care if we face him. No, we're well, already yeah. lo- we're already sure. losing to Arizona. Why not just? Oh no, nothing to help them. Fold that team. That's Go true. to Houston. That's true. That's true. Houston. Any anywhere else? It's a Houston. But anyway, Houston, yeah, yeah. Roughnecks taken. Yeah, and then besides that, uh, folks, you can catch me on Mustard. We'll have a new episode coming out. Uh, we're gonna record in a couple of weeks, and it'll be out soon. First one of the month. First one of the year. Ooh. All right, let's go. All right, you can check. Baw out and the mustards and go from there. Uh, I'm really trying to organize an NA30 um, pod. It's just been just finished my busy time at work. I don't want to make any excuses. I mean, I actually recorded one by myself, but it was so bad um, because I was I got super and then I had a couple like loose drinks. You know, you have those drinks when you're like, I don't know what else to do. I'll just have a couple of drinks. And then I started recording yeah. thinking it was going to be a good idea uh, talking about the battle of authenticity. So when, when we were, well, I guess it was authentic. <laughs> All right, let's. That's a. Can I just use your catchphrase? Yeah, of course. All right, um, and I'll leave yours for yours. This is it. Let's end the pod. Take us home, bye. Peace. Fuck me, right? Silver. Cup.